When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. It's time to go portal hunting. Second portal window, this spring portal window is now open. You're seeing announcements, not so many from Florida, of course. David Connor on his way out. We kind of knew about that one uh, already. Uh, we'll see if any more come about for Florida. I'd expect some, but more what we're going to concentrate on this episode is who out there in the transfer portal is the possibility for the Gators to bring on the squad. So just a few names here. There's not a lot uh, floating out there. Probably a good thing. Uh, I think Florida probably wants this under wraps a good bit, but we've heard some reports already uh, as well. Josh Simmons, the offensive lineman from San Diego State, of course. Uh, his name coming up. He's going to visit next week, uh, the May 5th. Uh, we'll get into him uh, just a bit, too. Of course, I brought up Grayson McCall because I was asked about it earlier this week on the Bill King Show, so dive even more into that one as well. Uh, but also, uh, Veracruz Gums, tight end from North Texas. Player we should be looking out for at the tight end position there for the Gators. Uh, so that's it. You know, Not much out there. Maybe more comes out as well. Maybe, this, uh, maybe more targets uh, out there as well uh, coming out there for the, uh, from other teams. This coming up weekend, you know, we'll see. So uh, spring practice just wrapping up for mostly everybody last week, a few more spring games this week. Uh, so, you know, that's usually uh, kind of uh, – they, they want to see where they stand uh, when the uh, spring practice ends for a lot of these teams. So plenty to get into right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. Kind of surprise. Um, schedule's kind of everywhere right now. So uh, I'll uh, not be able to schedule episodes too, too, too much or way ahead of time. So I'll get that free moment. I'm going to throw you an episode out there. Uh, so, of course, you guys know, especially with all this news going on. Uh, but uh, next week, next Monday, I already have a schedule. We'll dive into recruiting with Corey Bender from On3, Gators Online. We'll get into some more high school recruiting. So many storylines to get in right there as well. I'll kind of give you more of a preview uh, of that before we get off here on this episode of Gators Breakdown. But everybody, before we get started for these transfer portal possible possibilities, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, really help us out right here on Gators Breakdown, the YouTube version. All that stuff goes a long way. You got that you know, super chat as well. You can donate. Maybe your comment gets uh, put up here. You know, keep it on topic. and We'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, everybody who's already part of uh, either Gators Breakdown Plus or right here through YouTube, thank you so much. But like, subscribe and plenty to get into uh plenty only get a breakdown plus discord too and all these all this transfer portal talk all the recruit talk out there right now recruiting really really of course going to be now that spring practice is over going to really be the focus uh coming up you know about before we get to preseason magazine time uh, in may i mean we're almost already in may it's it's nuts so we'll, we'll get through this transfer portal window a little bit of recruiting with some visits happening for the gators and kind of coming off of spring practice in the spring game as well so you know 
recruiting really kind of going to be the focus uh, coming up here. So all that conversation going on, Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, link is in the description. Like, subscribe right here on YouTube. Let's get into it. So I was on the Bill King show on Tuesday. I'm on Bill King show. If you don't, uh, a lot of you know who Bill King is. And I've been on his show, I think since 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. I listened to Bill back when he's hosting his show on Sirius XM, a national college football show. Uh, Now he's just based in Nashville, uh, live streaming his show. A lot of listeners still. uh, And I, I grew up listening to Bill King, one of the best voices for all around college football. I'm on the show. I feel fortunate to be on the show every Tuesday morning. He has guests from all around, FSU, LSU, Alabama, all the big schools out there. He's got a weekly guest on there. Uh, So this Tuesday morning, of course, definitely talking about the spring game, coming off of talking about the quarterback. And with the transfer portal now being open, we can't seem to get away from it. But one quarterback, of course, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina, his name comes up again. Uh, So I'll – Throw what Bill King threw at me from Tuesday. I'll play you that question. We'll come back on the other side and talk about it. But here's this past Tuesday on the Bill King Show. Tom in Myrtle Beach. Now, Tom has a company, a welding company, that just completed the library there at Coastal Carolina. That school, yeah, Coastal Carolina. He knows that area inside and out. He says, ask Dave. Is there any truth to the Grayson McCall rumors? Everybody here in Myrtle Beach is saying since he now has graduated, he can transfer out and school credits don't matter anymore. The rumors are Florida. Is there anything to this, day? So there we go. My response was I didn't hear anything on the Florida end. I hadn't heard anything on the Florida end. So... Tom, very connected there in Coastal Carolina. Uh, and Bill's got sources, and you know Bill talks to people as well. Uh, so, of course, full disclosure, and you guys heard it as well, that is coming from the Coastal Carolina side of things, not the Florida side of things. Um, so that's the rumor coming from there. Uh, now, even though he's graduated, you know, there's still – that doesn't automatically – you know, snap your fingers and that means he's clear. I mean, I'm sure those credits that have to transfer or the grades have to be good enough to transfer. From everything I can gather, it may not even have anything to do with that. It may just be pure interest, but I do not expect Grayson McCall to end up at Florida. Uh, of course, this I, I shared this Tuesday just because I know a lot of people listen to Bill King's show. It was going to get out there regardless. So I might as well have gotten out in front of it, put the tweet out there, put the whole interview out there, and, of course, it blew up. Uh, and everybody uh, wanted to know uh, about Grayson McCall, uh, and a lot of it based off of this question, you know, coming from their end now, that what they're hearing around that program, that he may put his name back in the transfer portal and that Florida would be the destination. But asking around to plenty of people, it would not – does not seem likely off of Florida's end. So that's where we can go with that. I know that's probably the biggest headline quarterback position just in general right now for Florida, the biggest storyline. And then quarterback coming off the spring game, a lot of people still not feeling great about it. And Billy Napier's comments after the spring game, all throughout spring of you know adding another quarterback. We've been through it before. That does not necessarily mean adding one through the transfer portal 
We all know about the Austin Simmons reclassification rumors. That's where I think it goes. That's where I think the, the, the next quarterback for Florida comes through. Not, um, not through the transfer portal. So Harrison, I see you, you know, why, you know, why we wouldn't offer Grayson a large NIL package to make it happen. Uh, there might not even be that much interest uh, in Grayson McCall from the Florida side. Um, and him fitting in this offense and being successful in this offense. I have heard that from a couple places. I heard it originally back when he had put his name into the transfer portal and it looked like Florida, maybe Auburn uh, would have the interest. And I was told then Florida may not have much interest in Grayson McCall and kind of heard it again this past week when all this kind of stuff blew up as well. So just may not be sold on him trans translating in this offense translating from Coastal to the SEC. We'll see. I'd be interested to see if he even puts his name in the portal again. And if he does, of course, it'll ping, it'll raise some eyebrows on the Florida fan base side. Once again, I don't expect it to happen. I'd be interested to see if he ends up at somewhere like Auburn and Hugh Freeze. And I know there's some talk on that side as well. So it's interesting I'm not saying it can't happen. I just do not expect it to happen for the Florida side. So that's where that stands. That's kind of why it blew up this week. I was asked about it. Rumors around the coastal side that he may end up back in the transfer portal and Florida would be the destination. So that's where all that talk blew up this week of Grayson McCall. So there we go. Um, that's kind of where that one stands. <laughs> and um, I know it uh, interests because of the quarterback position, but there we go. That's where that one stands right now. So let's keep it going. And let's go to Josh Simmons, San Diego State offensive lineman. And Jacob Rudner, 24-7 Sports, put out a report earlier this week that now uh, had certainly been communication between him and Florida, and he how now has a visit set for May 5th. 6'6", 305 pounds is Josh Simmons, San Diego State. Redshirt freshman last season, former four-star, former four-star offensive lineman there at San Diego State, uh, played tackle last season, start all, started all 13 games last season, 799 snaps, three years of eligibility, so a developmental piece right here for all on the offensive line. Thought of as fluid, athletic, better pass protector than a run blocker, you know, playing the tackle position there. Showed the ability to get upfield as a blocker and run screen game. So getting a young player here would be a possibility that you can still develop, that which his staff is very well known for along the offensive line. Now, that experience last year, mostly at tackle, and I've asked around this morning before I went live, Florida sees him with the ability to play both. And he may play guard at Florida and not tackle. Documented weight, 305 pounds. So if you want to play guard, maybe has to add some weight. But not out of the realm of possibility that he stays at tackle, but he could play some guard too. So we'll maybe see you get some clarification once that maybe happens. But asked around this morning that Rob Sell sees him as he can play both. Now, what does that mean about where he actually plays? Where do they see him play? If it, can can play is one thing. 
where he actually will play is another. Where do they see him at the most? Maybe it's more of a where Florida needs the most help, health, blah, help as far as depth goes. All these injuries happening. You know, Mazuka, hopefully he's back. And of course, another transfer. But if he's, if his progress bouncing back from injury is slowed at all, does that maybe force Simmons to maybe play more guard? Or if Florida feels like Keontae Goodwin is, hasn't come along enough, another developmental offensive tackle, this one from Kentucky, much more highly ranked, of course, than Simmons as a true freshman that last year. But if he doesn't come along, can Simmons play tackle? So I think it's very interesting. I do, like I said, 6'6", 305. If he can add some weight, maybe guard. I have her guard the most of where he will probably end up, but not out of the realm of possibility that he ends up at the tackle. So that's Josh Simmons, San Diego State. Keep an eye on him, that visit next week. Freckle Baz, thank you so much. Thank you for checking in right here this episode of Gators Breakdown. But Simmons' initial scouting report, remember now, four-star, went to San Diego State. I won't get many four-stars there. Uh, but his initial scouting report on 24-7, as a guard, can overwhelm an opposing defensive lineman with the size and strength, a road grader as a run blocker, shows the feet to project as an excellent pass blocker as well. So kind of what was saw was, was seen last year at San Diego State. Needs more game experience after missing much of his junior year, but has all the raw tools to be an impact upper-tier Power 5 starter and future mid-round NFL draft pick. So, we'll be getting a good piece here. A lot of time um, started this year. He's a redshirt freshman, of course. So he's been in college football two years. Now you go somewhere like Florida with better staff, better development, better nutrition, and maybe he can elevate his game a bit more. Uh, let's see. Harrison asks, Dave, I haven't heard much about Damian George this spring. Do we know who the starting right tackle is going to be? I'd lean Goodwin, and it does seem like now I know at one point, it was early on in spring that we heard George was just going to be tackled. As spring progressed, things changed, injuries happened. This may would have happened anyway, but George was doing both. He was tackle and guard. So I do think the ideal part probably would be Goodwin takes the right tackle spot, George back up at both, but maybe starting at right guard. And then Leonard on the left side as your two starting guards, George and Leonard. Aguakin in the middle, Barber on the left, Goodwin on the right at tackle spot. So uh, that's probably where I'd lean right now and throw Jake Slaughter in there too, maybe as a starter over one at one of these guard spots, maybe, maybe over George, maybe over Leonard. I think they probably can still figure that out in in the fall. I don't think the starting five solidified. I mean, the left side, center to left, probably solidified. I mean, I'll say probably. Things can change if, when Mizuka comes back. Of course, you know, I didn't list him there. I think fall camp starts. We'll see where it's at. But, yeah, um, probably solidified. Let me re- revise that a bit to throw Mizuka back in there. 
him at left guard, Barber left tackle, McGuacan in the middle, maybe Damian George, right guard, Keontae Goodwin, right tackle. That's probably where I'd go right now. That's the guess for the starting offensive line for me. <laughs> um, now Mr. Wiggs, after the spring game, offensive line and quarterback should be the main focus right now, preferably proven guys. Yeah, I don't think quarterback's going to happen. Offensive line, just gave you Josh Simmons right here. I uh, think that's moving in a good direction. Get him on campus next week. Hopefully close, seal the deal. But, of course, another position we've talked about, just because of all the injuries, once again this spring, two springs in a row where the tight end position just been decimated. We already knew Jonathan Odom recovering from surgery, going to miss spring. Zipper goes down during the spring. I was big on Arliss Boardingham anyway, but now you're just Dante Zanders, Arliss Boardingham, Hayden Hanson, not a lot of experience there. Tony Livingston, throw him in there too. It was saying. Nobody but Xanders has taken snaps in a game. Nobody. So, could Florida hit the transfer portal for the tight end position? And I think they could. North Texas tight end, Varkey's Gums. 6'3", 230-pound tight end. North Texas, once again, first team all-conference USA last year. As a first-year player, he redshirted in 21 and then got on the field, first-team, all-conference USA tight end. 34 receptions for 458 yards, five touchdowns. Set a North Texas single-season record for receptions, 34, and yards, 458 by a tight end. Single-season record for North that had never been done before, right here for our first-year starter. He finished 15th nationally in receiving yards by a tight end. Led Conference USA in receiving yards by a tight end. Five touchdowns were second most by a Conference USA tight end. Multiple receptions in 11 games. Eight games straight where he had multiple receptions. And there was a stretch where he went four for 59 yards in a touchdown versus Louisiana Tech. Three for 92 in a touchdown versus Texas San Antonio. Two for 30 versus Western Kentucky. And then five for 42 in a touchdown versus FIU. That'll be tight end position. Varkey's gums. I hope I'm saying that right. Varkey's or Varkey's gums. 6'3", 230, Conference USA tight end. We'll split out. He can play in line, maybe one of those all-around tight ends. Get him as a, but he's definitely a receiving threat, as you just heard the stats right there. You know, so maybe pair him with Boardingham, him and Boardingham on the field at the same time, him and Xander's on the field at the same time. Definitely has been some interest from the Florida side and some communication with Gums, gauging interest. And the guys I'm bringing up, these, these two here, are for, are for a reason. You know, Joe Hamilton recruits Texas very well, for sure at the high school ranks, of course. But looks like to be in communication since Gums has put his name in a transfer portal. And heavy interest here from the Gator side. So Simmons, 
And Gum's about the only two. A lot of transfer portal names out there. We haven't heard a lot leaving Florida. These are the two I've heard the most about. But then, of course, some more names out there. I mean, Barry Alexander, the Georgia defensive lineman, put his name in the portal. I believe he's visiting USC this weekend. Some thoughts, you know, been in communication with Florida, but he's an SEC transfer. He'd have to sit out this year. Would not be able to contribute this year. So would he even want to sit out? But remember, the SEC rule, if you transfer in conference in this second portal window, basically you can't play. Another name out there, and I haven't heard much for this. Like I said, with Gums and Simmons, communication, interest there. Pretty much confirmed. But uh, Jaden Davis, defensive back, Oklahoma. He was a four-star, former four-star former four from St. Thomas Aquinas, so in the state. Played in 10 games last year. 32 tackles, two pass breakups. Uh, had an injury. Got passed up, 5'10", 183 pounds. Started 13 games, played in 37 for Oklahoma. 69 total tackles, an interception, eight pass breakups. With the youth in the Florida secondary, especially nickel, safety. You know, I, probably more than nickel with that size. Could he be like a, a bridge player, an experienced player to maybe bridge the gap? between some experience that you have and then the fall-off to true freshmen that you'd have to rely on. So maybe a player, just because being from the state of Florida, looking for a new home, could that be a player you'd be looking out for in the transfer portal? That's just one I brought up, maybe just because of being from the state of Florida. I haven't heard anything as far as communication, interest from the Florida side. Of course, you know, we looked at safety because of, you know, Will, last, on last week's episode, he said, looks like, you know, Florida's decided to go youth movement, so don't hamper that. I don't, after thinking more uh, about that, I just don't see the harm in bringing in experience, especially if you get an injury. You don't want to have to, go, if Kamari Wilson goes down, Miguel Mitchell goes down, then you're forced to go to a freshman. I'm I'm bringing in experience to compete for a starting job, and I'm bringing in experience just because if somebody gets hurt, you're not having to rely on a true freshman. And Florida needs better safety play anyway. I mean, I'm throwing everything at positions that have shown us to be liabilities in the last few seasons. I'm throwing everything at those positions till I know they are fixed. I don't think they got that total great feeling back in spring practice with Kamari Wilson and Miguel Mitchell. Not saying they are not able to get the job done or won't start. But I think if you can get the help there, you get the help there. And then I see uh, in the chat, certainly should bring this up, was going to, of course, Ethan White put his name into the transfer portal. 
and was looking to go to USC. He never enrolled at USC. That was always the plan was to be after spring anyway. Transferred to USC after spring. Well, he never made it. Uh, and so everybody's like, you know, can he go? But can he come back to Florida? Will he will he come back to Florida? Um, no, I don't I don't think so. Um, as in that's definitely not the plans right now. Um, got some things to figure out. And you know, we'll see where it goes there. Some personal things going on, possible injury as well. Uh, so we'll see what that means for Ethan White down the road. Hope it all um, goes well there and, and he figures out what he wants to do. But I do not see the return of Ethan White at Florida. Um, I see some other stuff asking about hearing from about any other players for transfer portal. Not really. You know, I'm I'm – I'm bringing you guys what I'm hearing. As I said, Simmons, Gums, the only two I'm really hearing anything about. Where I get the most concrete info. And then we'll see where it goes from here. But there we go. Giving you a little update for transfer portal targets for the Gators. As I mentioned, next week, next Monday, should be an early show on Monday. Corey Bender and I, Corey Bender from Gators Online on three, got a schedule for 8.30 in the morning on Monday. So coming at you early, we'll talk some recruiting, get caught up a bit in recruiting. There's a lot of storylines right now. And I'll ask him. I know because I've been asked a lot in the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, and it's been a really, really heavy conversation going on about what's happening at wide receiver recruiting for the Gators and what's happening at offensive line recruiting for the Gators. Maybe even throw a defensive line in there a bit too, but a little bit of positive mojo going on a little bit there. Hopefully it ends that way and pays off. But Dalen Evans, the defensive lineman that's con- uh, committed to Texas A&M from the state of Texas where Florida's Recruiting pretty well. It may be 50-50 split. We heard that a couple weeks ago after his Florida visit, and that seems to still be the case after visiting Texas A&M last week, that Florida still really high up there. So we'll talk to Corey about that. Talk to him about the wide receiver position, as I mentioned, too. Hearing some good things on TJ Moore, Mario Craver, two four-star wide receivers about where Florida sits for those guys right now. So we'll go into detail even more about that next week. So transfer portal right here, more on the high school side of it next week, right here on Gators Breakdown with Corey Bender. All right, that'll do it. For this episode of the Gators Breakdown, just bringing you the latest of what I'm kind of hearing, guys. And you guys are probably hearing a good bit of that as well. I'm giving you my thoughts on it. About where Florida sits for a couple of transfer portal targets out there. I don't think these are it, by the way. It's just what I'm hearing the most concrete info. And we'll see where it goes from here for the Gators and the transfer portal. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.